0: please visit our website at concordunited.org.
1: Also failed to acknowledge something else. Farragut won both a baseball and a softball championship yesterday. Is that correct? Yeah, so go Admirals. Um, that's a big deal. Two championships in one day. And I think it was a softball's second championship in a row. So congratulations to those students and families and coaches. We come to today, for some of us, this is a day we have been looking for, forward to. On August 8th, 2021, we began this read through the Bible, grow through the Bible plan. I started here officially on August 1st, so that would be like seven days before we began the journey, but I was engaged in conversations in June and July as we began to put this plan together Glenna manning involved in that and then i sabina collins played a huge part in us putting the plan together and laura young and aaron young have continued to engage with me in conversations including as we have entered into planning and producing of our summer reading plan, we decided as a church that as we came out of 2020, like how do we reset? What do we reset on? Because the world was kind of rocked, not kinda, it was rocked by the pandemic. And how do we, where do we go? Where do we start? And we chose to reset. On scripture and so there are those of us who have read verse by verse over nine months there are those of us who have chosen a plan that was more what I would call a survey plan where we engaged with the reading of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation where one of the big things I think that has been a takeaway in addition to the practice of reading our Bible has been to be able to read in context. So often we take the scripture out of this this book and this one, but we have read from Genesis to Revelation. For some of us, we started strong and then it became week two and we're like, I'll start again the next Monday. And that's all good wherever we lay or wherever we are in that spectrum of reading through the bible we want to acknowledge you can you can pick up a certificate at the information desk or as mike said last week the information station which i like information station sounds like a train coming through stop at the station um the information station, you can stop there and get a certificate and acknowledge what you have done. And what we would like to do is recognize those who feel comfortable standing. And if you don't stand, there's no shame. We just want to acknowledge those who have read through the Bible in whatever way that means, you do not have to submit your check marks. So for those who grew through the Bible over the past nine months, if you will please stand. There always has to be those first people. There you go. Way to go, guys. Excellent. So today, we are in Revelation. And for most of us, when we, get, we hear the book Revelation, we have concepts or thoughts that come to mind. For some of us, we're like, I really wish I understood it more. For others of us, we're like, I don't know about that. For others of us, we think of end times, we think of predictions, we go there. And so today we're in the book of Revelation. Tradition says that John wrote the book of Revelation. There are some in history that are like, yeah, but Revelation doesn't really read the way that John's other writings do. And what we know is that it was written to the early, the early church would have written it during a time when they were looking, they were waiting for Jesus to return. And so we read it today in 2022, and we are reading five verses out of the whole book of Revelation. And so our focus will be specific to that, not necessarily an in-depth dive into the book of Revelation. So I'm going to read from Revelation 21. Verses 1 through 5. And it's weird. Your Bible does weird things here at the end when there's only a few pages left. Try it. Read Revelation. It reads different. Here we go. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Let us pray. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, we take a deep breath and we breathe you in. You are bigger than all that is going on in our own lives and in our our community and in our country and in our world. And we listen to the author of Revelation and the hope that comes in the midst of it, a hope that spans the generations to us today. You know what needs to be said? Speak through me, to me, and despite of me. In your holy name, amen. Now, I've tried to figure out how I could bring in a Top Gun illustration to this sermon because I may have already seen the movie twice, the one that just came out three days ago, but I hadn't figured it out yet, so hang on. That may be coming at some point, point. and I would love to talk about Top Gun if you want to talk about it as you exit today. I'll have a conversation about my thoughts about the new one. But yet, I want to talk about another movie because we are a movie family, the Hartmans we are. I wasn't raised watching a bunch of movies. I mean, I watched movies like the first Top Gun. But yet, my husband is very much more into movies and our son definitely has been. So, I know a little bit more about movies, but not nearly as much as they do. But when I read Revelation, when I read this part of Revelation... There was these thoughts that cut coming to mind, and one of them was a line from a movie. It's called As Good As It Gets. It's Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. It's 1997 was when the movie came out, which feels like a really long time ago, but it doesn't feel as long as it evidently is. But in this movie, Jack Nicholson plays what the movie description says is a neurotic novelist. And that would almost be an understatement to describe his behavior. He's pretty self-centered. It's all about him. And he has an obsessive compulsive disorder and it lives out manifest in Pretty classic ways that we often think about making sure the pattern and what he does and what he does and doesn't touch and how his hands are washed and things are clean. And then towards the beginning of the movie, he ends up in his psychiatrist's office and he barges in and he goes and he wants to meet with a psychiatrist. And the receptionist has this profound statement to him that he needs an appointment in order to be able to meet with a psychiatrist he is frustrated at great lengths by this knowledge and that he would actually have to have an appointment and he looks at those in the room and he says what if this is as good as it gets what if this is as good as it gets have you ever wondered that have you ever in the midst of your life wondered is this as good as it gets Another thought that came through my mind from the first time I read these verses in preparation until just then when I read it. There is one word that just keeps coming to mind. Hope. 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 And it is something that we seem to desperately need. Hope. Hope. See, hope begins in the beginning. When we think about reading through the Bible, we think about how we started in the beginning. We started with Genesis in the beginning. In the beginning, it was formless. It was dark and God created in the midst of that, created things to this day that we enjoy. The mountains, the trees. This morning on my walk, the birds were amazing. They were in unison almost. As I took an early morning walk in the beginning, in the beginning, God created. He created in the beginning. Hope was in the beginning. And we see this concept, this process of hope throughout. From Genesis to Revelation, there are ups and there are downs. But we see hope in the beginning. John says in his gospel, About how in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. In the beginning was Jesus. He was with God. He was God. He is. He remains that way. Our hope is in the beginning. Think about when we start to watch a movie or we start to read a book about how we have this anticipation, this hope of what will come. So hope is in the beginning. Our hope Our hope in God is from the beginning. It's in the beginning. Hope is in the beginning. Hope is found in God's presence. We see that in the scriptures. As we have read from Genesis to Revelation, we have seen how in the Old Testament, God's presence was in the tabernacle how we see when Jesus came, God came to be with us through Jesus in the New Testament, how it was God coming to be with us. And Revelation talks about how there will be a new heaven and a new earth and that God will come and dwell among his people. And there is hope in that, our hope. Is in the beginning. Our hope is in the presence of God. And in the midst of that which we endure, that we go through, we seek God's presence. We want to know he's with us. And what Revelation tells us is in what is to come in our hope of what will come, that it will be one and that God's presence will be among his people. And there is hope. In that, we also, in this past week, as we have walked through, um, as I have walked through the processing of the school shooting, a friend texted me this scripture from Revelation. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. You see, hope seeks the removal of suffering For each and every one of us, there are parts of our lives, there are things that we are going through right now that are painful, in which we are grieving, in which we seek to have hope. And what Revelation tells us, that there is a hope in the removal of our suffering. We read it. One of the things that this may sound a little, I'm not even going to like set this up with that in our um, book of worship uh, for a funeral, it's called the the service of death and resurrection. Like our acknowledgement that death is a part of our lives, that we will all die. And yet there is resurrection. There is a hope beyond our suffering. There is hope in the removal of tears and of pain and of suffering. So we hope from the beginning, we hope in God's presence, we hope in the removal of suffering and we hope in more than the worn out rather than in the new. Think about getting something new, a new car, a new house, a new book, a new opportunity, and how newness is that there is new opportunity. It is fresh. It's not the same old worn out. And I don't know about y'all, but do you feel a little worn out at times? The hope that we see in Revelation is a hope of newness. It says, I am making all things new. All things new Our hope is not in the worn out, but in the new, the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem. That's what we hear in Revelation, and it is words of hope. Hope also is beyond our ability to see or comprehend In Hebrews 11.1, we see now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And we think about the question, is this as good as it gets? You see, when we answer that question with hope, we are answering the question beyond what we can see, what our experience has been. We are hoping in something greater and bigger than and it's not oftentimes we talk about um, eternal life as something that we're just enduring the life here and now in order to get to then. But yet what we know is our God's present is now. He is with us. And we hope in things that we do not see or we cannot comprehend. We hope. We hope from the beginning. We hope in God's presence. We hope in beyond in the removal of suffering. We hope in the new and we hope in what we cannot see or comprehend. It is at the root of who we are as faith followers, faithful followers of God. And so we think about that question, is this as good as it gets? It's a real question that we think of not just from theological perspectives, but we think of it in daily application of our lives. One of the things I love to get to do is I love to spend time outdoors and particularly in the mountains and particularly hiking in the Smokies. And I have a friend that uh, we, we worked together at a camp in the summers when we were in our 20s. It's been a while since we've done that. But about five years ago, we reconnected. And how we spend time together is she drives from Asheville and I drive from Knoxville. And we meet in the Smoky Mountains and we hike. And our conversations along the trail are some of my favorite part. I love being on the trail. I love being in God's creation. But we talk about things that range from what it's like to be moms of teenagers and an older What it's like to be wives, what it's like to be professionals, what it's like and how our perspective is on current events. Yet some of my favorite part of our conversations are the ones where we talk about our faith. And I asked my friend's permission to talk about her in the sermon because I want to be sure that you know, just because you had a conversation with me doesn't mean you're the next illustration in a sermon. I do ask permission. But one of the parts of the conversation that we have is about this whole is is this as good as it gets? For my friend, she was raised in the church, and she has become very disillusioned about church and God, and I love that we can talk about that. It is an ongoing conversation that is that is taking place every time that we're on the trail, and I remember the trail we were on when we were hiking in the Fontana area up to Shuckstack Tower, and she asked me, Brooke, do you really, really believe that there is something beyond this life. Like really Brooke, do you really believe that? And as I reflect back of her asking it, I think it was probably 2018 when she asked that question and we have returned to that question. And so it's a question that we all need to consider, not in some theological way solely alone, but how is it that we answer that question when we are asked in our own lives, when we consider in our own lives, is this really it? No, Brooke, really. Do you really believe? In life after this? And my answer then, and through a cancer journey into this day, remains the same that my hope is in something bigger than I can see. My hope is in a God from the beginning who came to be with us through Jesus, who infills us with the Holy Spirit, and who promises a hope beyond this day and this world when it will be a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. The answer to the question, is this as good as it gets? No. The answer to the question is, do I really believe in a hope beyond this? The answer is yes, because we are a people of hope. are not a hopeless people. We have moments of hopelessness, but we are a people of hope. We are a people of hope because we have a God of hope from the beginning who is present with us, who will remove the suffering, who is about newness, and who is beyond our comprehension and our seeing. Our answer is hope. Our answer is God. We live as a people of hope. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.